Even the beginning of this <laughs> already <laughs> sucks. <laughs> so we're out here. We're playing Heroes. We're going to do another uh, another Juilliard session talking about why it was so... What happened? <laughs> <laughs> right. Just... Um, well, we left off on our fucking Heroes last time. Um, well, last time we were playing Heroes, it was for No, I was referring to gopher. us as the heroes of like, oh. this story. Oh. I don't think we're really <laughs> heroes, though. I think we're... I don't know. I personally enjoy the term failures. <laughs> but uh, It's a lot to live up to. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that insinuates that there was something to be had that we failed at. <laughs> Whereas I'm not so sure of that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Leo had therapy today, feeling introspective. I had therapy yesterday. We're we're feeling therapized. Feeling therapized. Also, I'm ready to fight the fight these orc chieftains. Like completely. Uh, I feel like I feel like in my brain before I can like keep recording about just like anything I fucking want to. I need to get a couple things out of the way. Oh, sure. Yeah. And it all kind of starts it all kind of starts at Juilliard and I feel like I need to just get all that done out out in the open and uh then can kind of move on to other stuff, which I haven't really been doing. We uh only done one of these. Um Pop Dudley. 
and have been doing lots of other stuff. Real, real, real industrious little recording monkeys we've been in our record. Um, every every day is a new thing. No, it's not. Yo, I can't see shit. <laughs> you gotta get a better angle going. So oh, we left off talking about get finally getting in through all the application process and the the auditions right. and shit and yeah. how it just didn't feel like anything. Oh yeah. No. Right? Was was like a real all the all the all the 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 everything that we were hoping would kind of feel better about applying to Juilliard and all that bullshit didn't feel any better. Nope. We just we just decided to go. I think we left off at deciding to go, mm-hmm. which was uh and the summer before, which yeah, was a very carefree summer, I feel. Yeah, kind of a carefree summer. And what <laughs> I wanted to get into um, in this one was uh, not just first impressions, but like first impressions that w- we had made a, a bad choice. Because <laughs> that started to happen in like the first couple months of me showing up there. So we were a year apart. This is also so I showed this up is first. a little bit this is a little bit of an interesting discrepancy is uh is that you were you were there uh slightly before me. Yeah. So I remember there was I got contacted by this like Facebook group of people. Oh, that shit. Yeah, that had been accepted, people that just couldn't wait to go, and it was here that I actually first really looked at some fuckos that I was going to be <laughs> spending the rest of my years with, um, and it, it um, felt it was it was a little scary, right? Like I remember that <laughs> Facebook group, and I remember oh, was I there one for your year too? Yeah, there was one for my year, and I remember just like looking at the faces of the people and like clicking around on them and just being like, uh. Oh, oh shit. Um, Because you could actually, like, Google them, which felt really creepy, too. Yeah, I watched a ton of videos of people playing on YouTube. Yeah, like, people were legit, like, famous and stuff, like, already. Uh, Or at least they were trying to show like they were. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, it's fucking (laughs) embarrassing to look back on now, but, like, definitely what they were trying to go for was, like, I'm a fucking star. Yeah. Uh, Which I did not feel like I was. Yeah, me neither. I didn't even have anything on YouTube. I remember that being a thing for the first time. I was like, I don't have anything on YouTube. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there was this group, and I like looked at tons of different people. Found Miriam, who was like the first friend I ever made at school, because we had like... I, she just had like an actually funny looking Slipknot's Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, no, um, she just like actually looked more like a person. Uh-huh. Besides everybody's like professional ass photos and yeah. shit. And she said that she was like coming from Georgia and she didn't really speak like like the country for those millions out there. Um. Anyway, so. The time rolls around, and I have a real, like, emotional night right before I leave to move. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody spends the night, all my friends that I grew up with, and Devin, 
and who is my girlfriend at the time and like just leave totally in tears on the plane mm-hmm. and I was just like why am I doing this like I like everybody here why do why am I like going away because like I didn't really know anybody else that was moving to New York or um just felt like a dumb thing to do when I finally did it. Well, right, but like, but isn't isn't that the same for like every person leaving their yeah, city and going yeah, to college? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's part of the whole that's thing. Like I had all that too, and it yeah. was like felt like garbage, but uh, <laughs> human garbage. To be yeah, precise. like it, it right it, right as you're doing it, you're just like, well, this is dumb. Like, yeah, like what do I think I'm better than all these people that I grew up with or something? Like, yeah, and uh, like I got some weird special calling or some some shit. Yeah, no, but like that's like, I don't but know. but you get over that, and I, I'm glad I moved out for sure. Yeah, um, but but um, then there's you have to like move in. I had also found my soon to be roommate charlie mm-hmm. on that on that website and we had like or on that group we had talked and um there was like orientation or whatever the first day it's like all these super smiley upper classmen people or like sophomore people that are like signing you in and getting making sure that like you're signing all your forms and all the dormitory bullshit you know yeah um just like the super super positive nature of it how campy it was i think was like my first reaction my parents were there too and i was just like mortified and embarrassed because my parents were like filming the whole thing while it was happening and i was just like moving my shit in and i was like i don't want to meet people like with my parents pointing a camera and like (laughs) um, it's a little indecent yeah Sounds um, like a little bit of a. I meant Naho in the elevator. Privacy. Yeah, shout out to Naho. Shout out to privacy. Shout out to privacy, which was not something I I had at that moment in time. <laughs> um, what what is in the garrison anyway? Um, after my parents had left, and I was. I I had like you get like this schedule of shit that you have to do. There's so much shit God, that you, you have to do. You remember this so much better than I do. Um and one of one of the first things is like you have to get you get assigned into these groups that are like cross disciplinary meaning that like actors or dancers have to be in this class also. Are you talking musicians. about that class? Yeah, well, this, you first meet up before school Word. starts, right? Um, and, and it's this, I forget what the fuck it was called. Some some kind of freshmen like... Freshmen come together. Bullshit. Freshmen come together, like we're all the same and we're all special nonsense. Um, Nobody's special. Yeah. Um, especially not Julia. Especially not you kids. Um that would have been almost so much cooler. I would have way more respect for those programs if it was yeah. just like some fucking boot camp type thing where they just like drilled us all. Into Listen like here, maggot. <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, oh shit, <laughs> this is tight. Yeah. I wasn't expecting. But, um, so there was like some night thing where everybody all the new freshmen had congregated or something and it was some dance or something and i just like had had no 
interest in taking part of it or like i was still just like adapting i wasn't like ready to talk to people fuck people josh vonderheide oh god yeah here we go josh vonderheide if you're out there like why are you like that why are you like this um just (laughs) just uh he i guess he knew some people he was already hanging out and talking to some people and i was just like sitting somewhere in like the rose building like area with uh like on the 11th floor you know where they had like the tv and shit uh-huh. um it was like there we were all gathered there josh vonderheide like comes up and like says something to me to which like i don't respond part i don't really remember why i feel like he didn't really give me a lot of time or like maybe he asked me a couple things and i didn't really respond a lot but he was just like you don't really talk that much do you and i was just like jesus fucking christ like it's like go away (laughs) like obviously like why are you trying to talk to me right now um but that i mean like it's not it's not that you're a bad guy for just talking to people randomly no i mean if if we're if we're just straight up calling people out you're a bad guy because you tried to cheat on yeah, <laughs> trying try to, to convince cheat. my girlfriend to cheat on you, who refused, and <laughs> you cried and begged her not to tell me. Pathetic, <laughs> so ugly. And you uh, tried out for the Blue Man Group. <laughs> you remember that, um, <laughs> dude? Fuck that guy. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> yo, but wait. So yeah. Um, so Josh Vonderheide and like it was just a ton of experiences like that where i was just like damn i really don't want to get to know any of these people i had known ryan and so i hung out with ryan and like oh yeah you talked about that last ryan had somehow already had like some kind of like weed connection (laughs) (laughs) before before like we had even known anybody yeah that's so we were just we were just getting stoned in like the park or whatever um and then like trying to show up to some of this stuff and did you show up to most of it yeah because i i didn't i i didn't know about up up until the end and i was like holy shit i don't actually have to do this do i (laughs) like Mm -hmm. um i mean yeah so like take i don't know it's i mean i feel like if we if we had gone to any college maybe the names would have been different and the people maybe not quite so like insufferable and shit like that but uh yeah, like that kind of shit happens. Uh, more to do, I feel like with with me being like a general person that doesn't really love talking to people to begin with, and doesn't like you're, don't you're good at it. You're yeah, but me. like don't 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 like r- love the idea of going and meeting people and stuff like that. Like it's something I've I've kind of trained myself to like do if it's like expected of me to like talk to people, but like. My first, my first fucking thing that I remember about Juilliard was uh, just like, yeah, that same week of just like go out with everybody every night and bond over nothing. Yeah, we had to like go get pizza or something too. You've like, got nothing in common with all these people other than, other than like the supposed connection of you all got into Juilliard. Which at this point I'm still thinking maybe was a mistake. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it's not a good talking point yet. But that's like, all kids know how, what to talk about. Like, so, yeah, so like, we, we, we do this, and I've been doing this, like, all fucking week. All damn week. And I remember, I remember uh, fucking, uh, it was, like, go get, go get dessert 
like who goes out and gets a dessert what the fuck is that like who is sitting somewhere comfortably and then decides that they need to go out to get dessert it's not even a fucking that shouldn't be an outing that anybody ever has but uh go get dessert with all the piano players and all the organists and all the composers and eric Shout out to my my beautiful, our beautiful boy. Our beautiful boy, Eric, Eric. Sagerstrom, who I'm going to go up to fucking Albany if I have to, to get on the podcast. Um, I remember just getting in the elevator. I don't think I'd talked to Eric that much, like, and but he was also going to the same fucking shit that I was. And uh, I just kind of looked at him and he kind of looked at me and mm-hmm. I was like, are, are you just like so fucking sick of all this too? <laughs> he was like, yeah, like I, I, I really don't want to be doing this. And, uh, that was our, my, that was my first actual good moment, honestly, of Juilliard was, uh, feeling like I had finally found somebody who seemed okay. Um, who was just like equally sick of everything. Um, but again, like, all college, all college, first time out of high school, first time like yeah. meeting, meeting new people, meeting people you don't have to be around that you chose to be around. I feel like is kind of important too. Uh, it's an important distinction. Like you can, you can like pick your friends and you can pick shit out way more than you ever could in high school when you go to college. This all kind of comes with the territory. So I was kind of expecting like most of this, like blah, 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 try to meet new people, try to find people who don't suck. Uh, it's just, totally random basically what this is going to be like um so yeah what what i wanted to kind of know is what you were kind of expecting juilliard to like be like because i had heard like a lot of fucking shit like my teacher in minnesota had told me that like I was, like, one of, like, two of his students ever who had gone to Juilliard, and it was supposed to be this big special thing, and, like, I'm coming from, like, a... I was at this, like, stupid performing arts school, and everybody there, like, remembered the one kid who got into Juilliard. Everybody's just acting like this is, like, the biggest fucking deal that's ever happened. Yeah, um, that happened, yeah. And so this is what I... This is kind of what I wanted to get into, is, like, what what what... Like, I go into this thinking that I'm about to step into some, like, crazy, mind-blowing situation that's going to be, like, really... I mean, I feel, like, real smart and, like, real, like, eager to figure out what the hell is going to happen here and, like, it's going to be something really, really cool. And then I just remember the first couple weeks going to class and just being, like, yeah, like, so far, more of more of this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I just remember going into, like, music theory class for the first time and just being, like, oh, they're, they're just doing kind of the same same boring stuff that I've been doing and like go into like some, not, not just that the subject material is boring, but like that the teacher is kind of bored yeah. and like the students are kind of bored and they don't want to be there. And that like, uh, the, 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 like we're, we're getting like, we're starting from like square one. Like it starts to feel like high school is happening mm-hmm. again. Cause I had like a really similar thing going to high school. Like I was homeschooled for a long ass time. Shout out to homeschool. Uh Oh, and, uh, shout out to homeschool and then went to high school and everybody talked about high school. Like it was going to be this big insane thing. And I was going to like, and in some ways it was, but in one big fucking way it wasn't, which was just that like, it was boring as hell. And people were fucking bored and didn't want to be there. And that was, like, the whole thing of high school is just that 
it, it's fucking boring and nobody wants to be there. And I don't know why anybody like tricked me into thinking that that wasn't going to be the case, but they kind of did. And showed up to Juilliard being like, all right, now people are going to like be like, they're going to want to be there. And it's going to like, people are going to actually kind of care about shit because like, why would you go to Juilliard if you didn't like really care about this stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just show up and like, yeah, fucking like day one in this motherfucker. uh, Everybody's seems just as fucking bored as they were in high school uh, doing all this stuff. And I just started to feel like some shit, like something's wrong. Like, Anyway, that was my first, like, moment of, like, foreboding feeling, I feel like, was just, like... Feeling like it was too much like high school? Yeah, feeling like it was high school and feeling like everybody who had told me I was about to be doing some, like, great shit, like, I felt, like, set up a little bit. (laughs) Like, I was like, is, like, the great shit coming or, like, (laughs) what's going on here? Because this this ain't fucking it so far. (laughs) I feel like it was definitely, like, after I had had my first lesson with... Christopher Rouse, who, if you remember, was the popcorn-eating Diet Coke machine from last episode. From last episode's thing, which like involved me showing him a ton of music, and him like literally spending like one second looking at it, like Hell yeah, because I had I didn't have like a MIDI thing, or I couldn't play it. But he also hates MIDI. Um, sure. And more power to him. Yeah. And he just like did a big disclaimer about how he's not really like the kind of teacher that's going to like push a student very hard or like is very rigorous or has like things to do um, or an agenda that (laughs) that he teaches like mainly for alimony money. (laughs) I kid you not. I, yeah, Um, I've, I've heard this story before. I, I, I have almost like a little bit of like respect for that, for that. I feel like that's what he was going for, except for that. It just didn't come out right at all. (laughs) And like, he's, gross and like not a good human being and that that shows more than anything else like i don't care i was i didn't know what to expect i just i had just been coming from like very uh like guided yeah kind of your teacher in in high school sounded cool yeah yeah he was he was very like in-depth yeah and thorough and to suddenly just be like he was the only thing was that he had listening assignments. So like Rouse I, did? Yeah, Rouse. Yeah, I heard about Rouse, those. Yeah. Listening assignments for those unaware <laughs> is uh where a a composer just decides that he's supposed to give you homework, so he just tells you like to listen to eighteen all hours the Shostakovich. He just symphonies. picks a genre and tells you to go listen to all fifteen hours of it. Then he asks you random questions about his favorite bits <laughs> that like you don't remember. Like the horn part in the third movement of number eleven, it's like, huh? <laughs> like, dude, I I rush listen to this. I was, and now I hate Shost. Yeah, now I hate Shostakovich <laughs> because yeah. like I just think that it's corny because I've heard too much of it in a row. <laughs> um, Sick. 
Yeah. So you had a, that's cool. Or not, that's not cool. But um, that was like, that was for me like maybe the only cool thing about Juilliard, which is interesting because it switches like it's such a big difference between like composers and the the like performers is that like my teacher my like piano teacher was just like fucking cool from like day one and just like knew his shit like i'm sure rouse knows his shit but my teacher was like a teacher like he wanted to like teach he wanted to teach he wanted to teach (laughs) he wasn't there to like oh maybe, maybe he's there paying something but like he was there to like get some real fucking info across as to like what what piano is like i don't know what it's about and i like respected that like that's the only thing I felt good at at Juilliard was that I went there specifically to study piano with this guy, I felt like, and hopefully learn a whole bunch of other shit. And what it kind of boiled down to was that I basically just went there to study with this guy. So he was like, cool. Um, but I remember, I remember like going to class and then like week one, like coming in for my like weekly piano lesson and him being like, hey, Leo, good, uh, glad to see you've made it. And being like a good, charming <laughs> teacher guy. And like, how's it, how's, how's, how's it been going your first week? And me just being like, it's, it's okay, man. Like, I'm trying to stay positive. But like, a lot of people seem just fucking like bored and tired. And like, like, I haven't really been like learning anything. Like, I've just been kind of here, like, seeing, seeing things happen that I don't know how to feel about. <laughs> and he was like, oh uh that's like too bad and like he was like wanted to know like who and why and what exactly who made you feel that way yeah no he was he was looking out for me it's good looking out for me but uh yeah definitely was like the the one part of my week where i just got to go in and be like is this like is all this for real like this is how it goes and him being like yeah like a little bit um yeah so uh Another another big old thing that I that showed up when when I I went to class for the first time was um after 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 freshman orientation fun time class ended with all the people that I went and got dessert with God we started uh, we started weekly piano class which was a class studio class right no this is different man so studio class is the people who study with your teacher of every like age your teacher's name was Bob Bob. Bob McDonald had a farm. Yep. Um, my teacher was Bob. He had a studio. There would be studio class and studio class was with every person who studied with Bob, uh, of like all ages. And then there was this fucking piano class that I was in. That was specifically, uh, all the piano players who had got in during my year. Uh, so it was all like the freshmen, like eighteen-year-olds, like me, who yes. had all just showed up. Yes. Um. And I, uh, I show up to that class and like sit down with all of them and, like, oh my god, like day one of this. So you remember last time how I was saying that it was like. I felt like I was coming at piano from like a very kind of humble healthy attitude which was basically that like i grew up with everybody making fun of piano and making fun of classical music Mm -hmm. and so it had just kind of been like the silly thing that i was doing that i was i guess like halfway decent at yeah so 
instilled some nice humility in me to have like all my family and like my brother and my sister always just making fun of that. I sure. think it gives you a certain amount of uh, perspective. And so I get to piano class and uh, all these all these fucking guys uh, show up to class and they're they love all it. No, dude. I don't I to this day don't know if they loved it. But what they did want to show was that they were like the coolest about it what What yeah does that even mean dude so these guys would like show up to class and they would like i don't know try to act like try to act like playing this like list etude was like not just like hard which it is like objectively playing some piano music is tough but that it like made you really fucking dope if you did it or like or like uh, this attitude of like just weird neuroses that come up in classical music, like like you you've started working on one of like the last three Beethoven sonatas or whatever that are just super deep, and that it makes you just really fucking cool to be doing that, which was like is not only just a like objectively perplexing because none of it's cool (laughs) it's just old and dumb uh but but like it just made me start to be like wait like these guys not only think that classical music is like legitimately cool and like a a like respectable like stylish form of art but they're like competing to like see who can be the coolest at it. <laughs> and like <laughs> like it was like fucking mind blowing. Like I would sit down and people would be talking and people just like start throwing out like shit that they've done. Like I played with oh yeah, back when I played this piece with this orchestra and back when I played this thing and I did this festival for this guy. Like I it- threw a whole festival for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I threw a fit and then a festival. But uh, yeah, it just turned into this like pissing contest almost like immediately of like how 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 like knowledgeable and cool can you be about playing piano, which is not at all the answer is not at all (laughs) cool or knowledgeable, but they had like they've like. I don't know. I think there's there's some deeper territory to go into here that I think like playing classical music for too long sincerely fucks with a person's sense of like ethics and I think like being in the in a world that promotes you playing classical music like the whole it's not the music as much as like the whole everybody around you telling you that classical music is like beautiful and deep and worthwhile yeah. and tough. And Oh my God, it's so incredible that you did this and that you played this piece and you played with this under this conductor. Oh my God. There's just so much or fake humility. That's like just masking like the biggest stench of fucking arrogance <laughs> all the time. It's like, like fuck are you talking about? You are the first people that should get picked off like when it comes to like like y'all are still obsessed with some music that came and went like way like so long ago to the point where it's it's not just about it being old because even the new music is like a hundred years old 
like or like sixty years old or seven. Like there's something about talking about talking about the fact that classical musicians consider like new edgy music to be like shit written in nineteen oh four. Yeah, or like nineteen sixty is like super avant garde, right? <laughs> It's like, are you shit kidding that, like, me? Shit that like my like, dad would find like old. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like if you told somebody that you had just found out, found this group called the Beatles and they were so <laughs> new and fuck it. Like, what like, are you talking about? Like, like, Dude, and I most remember, people won't even touch that. I remember conversations at Juilliard that were like, oh no. Like I, I listen to new, like I don't just listen to classical music. I listen to the Beatles and me just being like, what is that? Why I listen you say to that all of with the that s- attitude. <laughs> like, what is that tone in your voice? Is that pride? Was yeah. that pride? Like, was that? Was that are you pride? bragging are you about bragging? the fact that you listen to shit that my mom listened to when she was twelve? <laughs> like, are you bragging about the shit that you like? What it's my because mom they screamed and cried to at twelve. <laughs> was your mom a Beatles bitch? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. My um, dad was a Beatles bitch. Shout out to all my Beatles bitches out there. <laughs> But yeah, no, and it's not just. Um, there's something else in there too, though, because like I was, I was legitimately, like, had some thought that like classical music was fucking really, really cool, and had something like special about it that maybe like other music didn't have, and that's why I was pursuing it instead of other kinds of music. Sure. Um, this is before all that kind of went out the window, um, but yet. <laughs> But yet, but yet I'm sipping on drool. Uh, these these other pianists in piano class uh, still just seemed like they were nuts. Like I don't know, I don't know what it was. Um, I mean, obviously, just some like perverted like competitiveness that it just like manifested itself in a really creepy way. Like. It is, at at best, like a fetish type situation, I think, where people just like love this music so much, like maybe, but it's this whole culture of like respecting what is old over what is new and what is firmly grounded in like, like... It's no surprise that this person listens to like basic ass classical music and basic ass pop music and is like proud that they listen to both because like they don't listen to anything other than like w- like what will what is already established and like so many people at the at Juilliard are not actually aware of like the music that even concerns like the last 20 years yeah. Or like real real shit about like different musical movements and shit that are outside of that. Which um, is it's just weird. And they have no interest of... in it either. That's the weirder part. Like It's also weird cuz it's like a weird um it's weird cuz it's weird and uh cuz that's very specific to like classical music. Like a like like visual artists and people who go to like art school and shit like that, like probably have some kind of healthy respect, like a health, a legitimately healthy respect for like Michelangelo and Da Vinci as like for whatever it was that they did. Right. But they haven't like devoted their lives to like 
preserving and protecting Da Vinci. Like that's not part of it. It's focused on like. Something I mean, maybe new. it is, uh, and, but I don't know. No, you're, I mean, I've talked. Probably, to, I've talked yeah. to like yeah, visual artists about shit like this, and like there's much more of a of a focus. I mean, that whole world is like insanely fucked in its whole <laughs> own regard. I'm not not giving a pass to uh, to art school here. <laughs> All fucking art school. Waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> waste of money. Waste of time. Yeah. Don't do it. Uh, but uh, it at least isn't just like sitting there staring off into the past. Like, not staring off into the past, like legitimately just like worshiping the past. Mm-hmm. Like worshiping an age when humanity was completely fucked in every regard. Mm. <laughs> and like they just want to go back to it. Like, yeah, not I uh, maybe not go back to it, but like they want to celebrate it. Yeah, they want to like they want to keep it around. <laughs> it's like the the art version of loving the Confederate flag. <laughs> like, like has nobody ever broke it down to them that like that it's just like all dead old white dudes fucking like that that we're sitting on top of so many other people that could have written better music than any of them and probably like crushed a lot of music that we could have known about like through the arrogance of the art or through feeling like classical music and like this white manifest destiny fucking attitude about also like adapting other people's music and making it into ours like rather than actually listening to anything else i'm stoned (laughs) but i'm fucking i'm I'm lit up about this i mean point 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 stands it's uh yeah i don't know anyways so that was uh (laughs) that was like week one of juilliard (laughs) didn't feel didn't feel good felt like everybody was on some dumb shit that i was not expecting like all that legitimately hit me out of left field like I showed up, I showed up here and like, oh, it's so competitive and like, oh, it's so like this and that. I didn't expect to show up and just like have people loving it, all those things. Yeah, like it's weird. Like I had been like the nerdy one out of everybody I'd ever like hung out with in high school because I like classical music and I like I, I I played piano in my spare time and I did all this stuff that just like legitimately was not cool. Like I I would like and we're would, okay with that. Yeah, no, I I was it's I fine. was into it. I was into it. I I, I would like I would yeah. like decline like going to like a, a fucking like party at some stupid person's house because like I would rather stay and play some fucking music by myself. Uh, was a was a legitimate feeling that I had was that I was like very uncool and I was okay with it and then showed up at Juilliard and I just I I felt like the cool kid like it was weird to just see like everybody else being like way more all about list than I was and to I'd never had the feeling before of seeing like a piano talking to a pianist and just being like Jesus you seem like you are lame as hell <laughs> Like, that was always me, <laughs> and it didn't feel good <laughs> to uh, to not to be on the other side of that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. So that 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 happened week one. Um, 
But also just like going back to going back to shit that you and I both had to deal with. Uh, music history. Do you remember music history freshman year class? Yeah. So I never had a music like like I knew some shit from like playing piano and I knew like various things that were up with stuff that are like important. But then I heard like music history class and I was like, oh, like. I don't know if that's going to be cool. Like I've had some bad history classes, but like music history has got to be interesting. And, yeah. uh, this motherfucker, Joel Sachs strolls out, leads us all into a like giant, like office, office meeting conference room space <laughs> with a bunch of chairs. And then literally just reads like out of his book and like <laughs> walks over to his computer and tries to play music and then gives up cuz he can't figure out his fucking computer and then goes back and keeps reading out of his book to us and it was like it was worse than a high school class like i had high school classes that were better than this <laughs> that were like more engaging and more informative it wasn't even a good book i don't know what it was but it wasn't it wasn't great um which was just fucking mind blowing because it was like I was actually like paying to go here, like this wasn't my goddamn high school that's in my district that I went to that I had to graduate from. <laughs> this was a place that I chose to be. Right. Yeah, I remember that class. It's like him talking about whatever the fuck he wants. And seems like a pretty sweet deal if you can. Uh, if you can swing getting one of those jobs. Yeah, talk about... We're going to dump a bunch of high school students who don't have, like... Standards for a class. <laughs> yeah, they don't have... They don't have, like, the... The, the, like, the guts to a stand. Gut, like, a gut feeling that this is wrong. <laughs> or if they do have that gut feeling, they're not going to act on it. So you're just... You're solid. Go ham. Go ham, Joel Sachs. <laughs> Dude, shit was... Shit was nuts. Did you have it in the same office room? Yeah. Tight. Hello. We had all this downstairs and uh, Morse. Yeah. No, that's the office building. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that place sucks. <laughs> Fuck that place. Um, ah, my turn's over. <sighs> but, like, this is all... All of these problems are, like, dependent on the fact that I had, like, preconceived notions of what I was hoping this place was going to be like. Yeah. And it wasn't living up to them. Mm-hmm. But, like, what did you have? What what was, like, what was, like, some of your thoughts, like, going into Juilliard? Like, what were you, like, hoping it would be like? Because you'd, like, made a big decision to actually go there. And it had to, like vaguely have been for something right yeah i guess like i i think i think i knew like right at orientation like before i had any classes or anything i was just like this is not this feels like some weird summer camp where everybody's really proud to be at the summer camp and like this is i i had gotten like this big note from my old teacher that was like half con or like one third congratulations and two thirds like warnings about about Juilliard I guess cool um, smart yeah and I had come in like kind of feeling like that I people were gonna be like stupid and full of themselves because at this point I feel like I had met enough people and had had disappointing ass experiences 
But like, I think it just I I really felt bad after like the first week there because like all I felt like like there was no there like we had I had met with Doctor Rouse or whatever, right? Like I re- the alimony talk. Yeah. Like I was really not feeling that. And it wasn't just that. Like he was like shitting on some composers that I really liked and stuff and like wasn't up to debate about it or talk about it. Like that wasn't what he wanted to do. He just wanted to like I don't know. I wasn't about that. Um like the hum the humanities classes or whatever were so sad and like stupid and everybody in them was so stupid. And like I hadn't really talked to anybody except for like my roommate, um, Charlie. And that was fine, I guess. Mainly I just like Skyped my friends and stuff and like sometimes hung like from back home and like sometimes yeah. hung out with Ryan. And me and Ryan hung out more and more. Like, got to know the composer people. Went to some weird parties, I think. And was just like, this is bizarre. And would just, like, hang out with... It was pretty much, like, Ryan and, and Miriam and Naho. And those people. So, you already went in there, like, thinking it was going to be kind of bad. Yeah, I guess. By the time that I had gotten there... I think, like, I was also just really depressed also yeah but yeah i don't know it was a hard time for sure that's what i remember like more than anything was just like feeling bored as hell yeah like really like not liking the people that i met like to the point where I didn't even really have like the energy to fake it, and I was just like became kind of antisocial and like didn't really talk to anybody. Like would try to show up at events and stuff, but still not talk to people or whatever. It was like because I had never had to make new friends. I had been friends with the same people. <laughs> my whole well, do life think, do you think that would have happened at like any college yeah i'm sure like the like like but but the type of person that like juilliard people are <laughs> which i feel like might need to some explaining at this point like there is and i'm sure that we're infected with it too especially like but when you're there it's like everybody feels like it's like the humble brag, but like as like a as their whole position on life, <laughs> like it's the humble brag taken to its ultimate extreme. Wait, give give like, an example. It, I mean, it comes in so many various fucking forms. Uh-huh. Like whether it's like the charity kid, who fucking Llewellyn or oh, whatever. Oh shit! Okay. Or like yeah. <laughs> like wait, whether so we it's... gotta get into some other stuff. <laughs> um. Or the 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 like socially aware humble brag, or it was just like so many variations of like I I know that I'm really good, but I I don't see myself that way, but I do, and it was like. <laughs> Right. Like everything you're doing just happens to be super important. It's like so everybody at Juilliard 
showed up there. Um, everybody at Juilliard showed up there being the best person from, from wherever their they were from. Yeah. Like, like kind of like us included. Probably. Yeah. No. Like, uh, in fact, I, I almost 100% chose Juilliard because this other kid who was uh, pretty legitimately better at piano than me went to Manus. And so when the decision to like go to Manus and be like, I remember that. Yeah. Be like the, the, the second best kid there or go to Juilliard where at least like I might, I might have a shot at being better, like figured into my decision, like 100%. Like, so, but everybody shows up at this school being like kind of the best at where they're from <laughs> being the best at where they're from. <laughs> I'm the best. I am at the being fucking from best here. at Moscow. <laughs> um, no, but they all show up, and then they all meet each other, and then it's like a, it's like a like cognitive dis- like dissonance ensues because it's like I'm the best that I have known, and now there are all the people who claim to be the best, and what yeah. happens? And so people start going off on this like stupid ass shit and it manifests itself in different ways so Mm -hmm. like in my like piano class it turned into like the cool kid like talk time of who can be like the coolest piano player but like then some other shit started happening too which was like seemed freakish to me which was not only was like playing violin cool but all of a sudden i was hearing that people are doing it to like benefit like the the syrian conflict and stuff like yeah. that, which was just like, hold up. Like, I don't buy this anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I am not so different from you. Like, yeah. we are both 17 or 18 and white and just got here. <laughs> right. How are you playing? Like, what are you doing to benefit yeah. the, these So people Syrians? give you and money like, and then oh, they... Well, I played a concert of Chopin... And for some fucking the <laughs> drone pilot <the> in <laughs> Las Vegas. <laughs> like, and the ticket, the ticket price went to went to a like foundation, probably owned by like Trump. That's not you <laughs> doing anything. That's you just rerouting your money. The, the the kid who came closest to it was the kid who was legitimately like I flew to like Iraq and played a concert for the for, for like the soldiers, the sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry, U.S. <laughs> troops, you have to listen to Chopin. Sorry, you have to all be uh, fucking quiet now. And yeah, to shut fucking the fuck up. Shit you don't want to hear in the first yeah. place. Uh, I made you feel better. I'm gonna put this shit on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> so people start start acting like this shit uh, is not only cool but like low key changing the world or something. <laughs> like they're doing it for some like good uh-huh. that I had never heard of before. Like this is beyond. And is so phony. Like people who already outside of music who think that they can change the world are corny. Like people <laughs> and like they use real means to try to change the world. They made me have new respect <laughs> for people like trying to organize like charities and nonprofits and shit. Right. Like because music people all we all they do is just the same shit that they always do and like they get somebody to say that it's for that. <laughs> like what does that mean? Like my 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 like transcendental attitudes go toward. I remember <laughs> Yuri fucking Boginia wrote that his piece was dedicated to like the tsunami survivors in like I think it was like it must have been 2011 or something. Hell yeah! Um, in Japan, 
and that he had he was a dove oh, covered in oil dude while he was and writing the piece he yeah. channeled the fucking right hungry kids in africa yeah like dude, it was like do you remember these program notes legitimately, legitimately offensive, offensive. Shit to listen to yeah. somebody say who had just been like writing stupid ass music their whole life and then got into juilliard and decided they it wasn't enough to just write shitty ass music they needed to have like a cause yeah Oof, oh, the cause. I think that's a. I think people must have struggled with that looking back, like having to attach, the, or is it just like an ego boost, or like, like no. I, I wonder why. In the like, I look back and it's like, I don't think that like any of that shit helped the world. No, 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 dog. <laughs> like, dog, it this is like it is the it is the it is the dawning of something like. It is the dawning of the fact, oh, hopefully it's the dawning of the fact. It's the dawning that shit that you're doing does not matter and hasn't at any point in all the years. All like the, the when you say you started piano when you were two, all you're saying is that since two, I have not been doing shit that is worthwhile yes. with my time. And what's happening is that they're getting to college and they're like seeing that like people are doing stuff on their Facebook feeds that seems vaguely important to the world and they're starting to feel weird about it because they're like looking around and they're being like, uh oh, I haven't done shit with my life so far. And like other people my age are doing shit, probably also equally dumb. Like, Nobody, if you're just fucking leaving high school, you haven't done an important goddamn thing in your whole life. <laughs> like, but they're starting to notice that like that gives you credit and that gives you some kind of laudability is to have done some dumb shit. And they're starting to like get worried because here they are like doing shit all their life that people have been telling them matters. And then all of a sudden for the first time, they're starting to see that it doesn't at all. And they're trying to figure out how to like attach like m- meaning to what they're doing. And then that manifests itself in like extremely offensive ways <laughs> of saying that your fucking string quartet made you feel like a starving kid in Africa. Like, don't eat for, <laughs> don't eat for your entire life, and then yeah. tell me you know what a fucking starving kid feels like. Yeah, dude, that's some like awful shit to ever. Yuri Boginia was the king of that shit too. I want to set the record straight. Like that kid, that kid. Went too far <laughs> <laughs> like, like, with his program notes on multiple occasions. Went too far like, in every way. In every way. It just not... Because all that is, it's just like, it's like a defense mechanism. I like legitimately think it's just like the realization that you don't matter. And then the freak out, it's like the freak out that ensues after that of what can I do to matter more? And like, hopefully... What happens is you you find something that uh, that is somewhat worthwhile, or at least you can justify that it's worthwhile to you, um, and you try to have a healthy relationship with like the world around you and still be happy. Uh, don't do it that way, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Like, <laughs> don't fucking just like. I feel like he just googled world problem and then like <laughs> put it in a put it in a note, dude. And the thing was that I had I knew I he had shown me that piece before that benefit concert, and he had changed everything about it, like the title and everything, to just be on that concert. It was fucked. Like, word. It was wrong to do, 
And people did that shit every day there. And you see that shit every day. Like, people acting like what they're doing matters or, like, it's for some cause when it's for their own personal benefit and, like, everybody knows it, but everybody cheers them on anyway. And it's, like... Because, like... They are, in reality, so disconnected from everything. Like you said, like, like they don't have, there is no purpose to be there. And especially when you're on your eighth year there, or let's say that you were there for like pre-college too. Pre-college. Shout out to all my pre-college kids out there. Or people that just like go for their masters and their doctorates and then take forever with their doctorates and teach. It's like, they're, it's a safety place. Like it's a big safety place for. It's a not a good safety. It's a safety place. It's a safety for 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 you to keep being like unaware right. of what else is going on. Right. Like it's a bad safe space. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It the it's like the most prestigious <laughs> place is the furthest removed from any th- all the stuff that makes it matter. This podcast fully in support of uh, college safe spaces, except, except <laughs> when, that. They are, when they are legitimately trash, <laughs> when they are unhealthy, bad. Play- it's not a and safe space, it's a warp, hiding, hiding yeah. space. Difference between a safe space and a hideout. And majorly like warp the identity of like art today, of like music and classical music and shit. Like we take like, like the face of, we are like the face of the young people in it that are like good. And like, we're kept in like these weird dorms with Eddie buggy (laughs) 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 and, and like the door told fed our own bullshit back to us like 24 seven. It was very bizarre. That was another weird thing. That was, that was legitimately one of the weirdest parts of it too, is that I didn't, I didn't feel like, anybody was seeing the same shit that i was seeing right like i just remember going around i remember like going to class and like joel Sachs and like uh the first the first the first like friends i had at juilliard were just like the legitimately like the kids who just did not fucking like school or learning or anything because they were at least they at least could like appreciate the fact that i was like this shit's boring as fuck and they were like yeah School's dumb, <laughs> and I, I took that for like uh, for for being some real kindred spirits, cause like nobody else like was fucking. Uh, I felt like was seeing anything that I was seeing. Um, yeah, shit was weird to like look around and to not just to see that, but like to see that and then and then look around to try to like get someone else up like because what do you do when you're when you're 18 and you see some shit that's like upsetting that you don't understand i you look around and you're like some like i'm not alone here right like this is fucked right and there was just no one um and that was that was that was i think like way more upsetting than like a lot of the other shit was just feeling like that that all this shit that I was watching, like in horror, like was the norm. Yeah, like that was that was like vaguely frightening because people had also like come from way worse <laughs> in like certain situations. Like, 
I'm I'm thinking of like the intense practice rituals that kids have been like forced to keep up. Like they've just like been their like whole their life. moms have been fucking like making them play ten hours of violin a day since they were like three years yeah, old. Yeah, and it didn't they, like, matter to them. Dinner. And they have like way more stamina than you do. That's like what I saw. I think <laughs> like I was just like these people can just take this shit, and I couldn't. And it kind of made me feel. I kind of remember feeling like I didn't really belong there, <laughs> dude. Like because I wasn't like good enough. Also because I didn't have that feeling. What? Fuck you, the purple. Um. Yeah. No. I. I still like. We talked about that a little. I think last time was that like. I felt like I had kind of vaguely tricked my way in. Mm-hmm. Like. I hadn't started playing piano till I was like thir- 12 or 13 or whatever. And like, I only knew like, <laughs> I knew like the, the five pieces that I got in playing and that was pretty much it. <laughs> like that was, <laughs> I got in because I could play the five. And then I like got in and looked this kid up and he's played every fucking like Beethoven sonata in concert and he has <laughs> six CDs out. And I was like, the fuck happened here? Like I, nobody told me that it was like, this is what's happening. Uh, there was this one kid in my piano class who had been held back so many years because he was just like on his own like recording label and had been like too busy recording and playing concerts to finish Juilliard. So he was just on his like eighth semester of the intro to piano class. <laughs> And was like so much better than all of us like would play and was just like 28 <laughs> and was like so ridiculously fucking lit on the keys um yeah no total imposter like syndrome uh yeah shit felt bad yeah Like, I had, like, never even gotten my music played for real anywhere. <laughs> and, and like, I like people had been played by or- their, like, hometown orchestras yep. and, like, shit like that. And had, like, interviews of them with people. Like, and, like, like had, like, it was super weird to also be in that. And, like, I just felt like, like, this, it wasn't, like... I couldn't really find very, very, like, very many people that felt the same way, like you were saying. Yeah. Like, Ryan did. Um, no, it's, it's, like, a scary feeling, which I'm not sure, like, at another... I think that would be a big difference between Juilliard and, like, another college is, like, like a bigger college with, like, more diverse, like areas of study and shit like that is that like when you get like freaked out and scared because you don't like what you're doing at college you can like go and hang out with somebody else who's doing some other totally different shit and you can see what that's all about which like I, i think is kind of like the point of like most college is that it's a place where like all different kinds of study and right. like all different like things it's like happen. the one good thing it has going for. yeah is that there's so much like varied thought happening in one fucking single geographic location and at juilliard like you get that that like panic of what am i doing and like is it actually like this but you like can't get out because yeah. it's just that's that's it that's the whole deal is you're you're in you're in there mm-hmm. you're out here <laughs> we're out here we out here uh yeah. 
I remember, uh, I remember distinct worry. My like, not just worry of like going to college and worry that I wasn't gonna make friends and worry about all that dumb bullshit, but like worry that like I I fucked up in like music being the thing that I wanted to do. Uh, (laughs) I remember, yeah, I remember getting to Juilliard and like two months in or something like that being like i used to really like math like i wonder what i'd be doing in a math degree right now i wonder if these classes would be as fucking boring like i wonder i wonder if like i would feel like i was actually learning something because like legitimately like three years i had three years of music theory class that was rehashing shit that i had already done it was like review yeah. And like some things were kind of cool because I was legitimately bad at them and was learning some like ear training even though I mean that was cool to that was cool to do. It was horribly taught by a by a senile old woman who <laughs> long ago somebody have, should have pity retired for her own good. <laughs> Which one? Uh Miss Cox. Shout out to Miss Cox who the year after I had her went went to like be put away in a home. <laughs> They literally worked this woman. They made her teach two <laughs> ear dad. training classes a day for almost... She was my teacher's ear training teacher when he was at Juilliard. I think she was there for legitimately like 40 or 50 years. Like up until like... It was like a sad thing that they were talking about. My my sophomore year was like, why isn't Miss Cox teaching anymore? And they were like, oh, no, 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 no. Like she had to go. <laughs> And I was like, is she dead? And they were like, no, 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 but she's not, she's not good. And it was like, you guys fucking, like, what? You guys worked yeah. an old lady to death. Yeah. <laughs> like, how is that? A, how does anybody? I feel like they really took advantage of her. <laughs> she was too old. Same with Sam Adler, dude. Like, but Sam Adler, last time I checked, still had a brain. But. Okay. Another thing. Another thing. Super uh, old people at Juilliard. Dude, Oldest people I had ever seen in my life. Oldest people I've <laughs> ever seen. Um, <clears throat> like, for real. I'm I had never sure, seen people that old. I'm not sure if you could find a teacher there who was, like, under 40. Um, I had I had Miss Cox in ear training. She was pushing, like, 80. She was higher than 80, dude. She was, she was 80-something. She... I ha- and she I had, didn't even live in New York. <laughs> I had I had I had the theory teachers who all like the thing is like you I mean not 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 to not to throw shade at like Juilliard theory teachers cuz they're getting by but like the general vibe is that they were composers and like went to Juilliard for, for so long that they just got jobs teaching there yep. because like they didn't really want to like address the fact that like composing classical music has very little value has yet to pay your fucking bills yeah so they just kind of keep going to juilliard <laughs> basically mm-hmm. like they they're students so long that they yeah the guys from who are just there for forever but i remember i had a i had just the worst intro to like humanities class shout out to sarzati <laughs> fucking Oof. jesus christ i could go on for days about her uh but I remember, I think it might have been my freshman year or my sophomore year, this dude showed up who was, like, pursuing, like, a doctoral degree at, like, the new school in, like, 
uh, just like communist theory or something and like Marxism and shit like that. And one of his, one of his like requirements for getting his doctorate was that he had to like do his time at a school teaching like intro to shit. And I remember showing up to the class the first day and he was like 29 and like my heart melted on the spot. Like, like he, (laughs) he was, he wasn't like even like the most amazing teacher. Like he was really smart and really good. He didn't really get like any concepts across that well. But, like, just the fact that I felt like I could, like, talk to him without having to, like, raise my voice so that he could hear me uh, was so fucking nice. Like, everybody at Juilliard is just so checked out. Like, they'd been Mm -hmm. there for so long and just been doing the same shit for so long. Like, it just, it was, like, palpable boredom. Yeah. Um... Which, like, also none of them took as a sign of anything, which is even kind of more appalling, is that, like, they're... I feel like it's what happens when you you do this this job and this, like, career path and this, like, field of study for so long is that you... If you don't realize that it's all kind of garbage... then it just becomes the same thing like every mm-hmm. single day like you just do this and this is how it goes and like you don't you don't really like question that like you're you're not making like good money doing any of this thing that you're doing you're not like you're not you don't seem to be inspiring anybody nobody seems to be like thinking about any kind of bigger picture than just like playing their playing their bach and like trying to get a good grade and it's just I don't know and I don't know how different this would be in other colleges but like at least like a college a normal ass college with like varieties of things has like a department about like a field of study that maybe didn't exist in 1900 like gender studies or something that like is slightly more modern at least or like could elicit some like thought that isn't steeped in fucking old uh <laughs> Juilliard needs to stop working these old helpless people to death <laughs> and needs to fucking invest in making sure that you have smart young people, new people to work to death. New, at least new people at least. And make them run shit. Don't let these old people run shit anymore. They don't care. They're about to die. They they're so checked out of the job they've been at their whole life. Uh, um, like as anybody would, but at the same time, like Juilliard teachers are reaping the benefits of all of this prestige that's that surrounds the place. You know, yeah. Like it's probably hard to leave, like. And also, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, Juilliard's probably, like, working them to death. I was actually just, I was on that Glassdoor website. Did Marina show you that? Mm-hmm. Glassdoor is this, like, website where you can, like, report. You could basically just, like, call out your previous employers on fucking with you. Like, you can make, like, a profile for a job that you worked at and then say, like, what you did there anonymously and then just rank them. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it's, like, kind of illegal, but it's, like, really tight. <laughs> It's oh, the same yeah. thing as those like teacher websites. Did you ever mm. look those like rate my teacher and that mm. bullshit? Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, I was looking up Juilliard, and there was just a lot of people complaining complaining about the pay being really low, yeah. <laughs> which makes like the whole picture just even like more satisfying to me. Is that like not only is everybody bored and upset, but they're also just not making any money doing it. <laughs> like still, even right. after they've fucking gotten a job at Juilliard. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, let's take a let's take a pause. Hi. Um, are we are we back? We're back. back and we back I'm trying to think of more moments from like uh from legit legit uh freshman year that just were bad signs um I feel like an important one I feel like most of the important ones all kind of revolved around this piano class of like just hanging out with other pianists because at the end of the day, they were, like, the closest things to me at Juilliard, right? There was, like, 11 of us or whatever, 12 of us mm-hmm. that were all in the same year. We would all were the same age, and we'd all been playing piano for this, like, that had been our whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was just trippy to see that, like, none of them... I felt like we're on like the same like wavelength as me. Um, what about like classes? What do you remember about about? Were there any classes you liked your like freshman year? Did you do anything that like surprised you in any way that was like vaguely interesting? No, but I remember like trying to sign up for a lot of classes that looked really cool. Um. Let's see. My f- very first year, I just took like the basic shit, and the theory was like it was species counterpoint, which is some which was something that I had already did. Which is something that like a lot of the composers had already done. Um. So that was that. That was like easy. Um. History was, like, a weird mess that was, like, in the middle of being changed by the school, I feel like. Yeah. Like, that was, like, the Joel Sachs weirdness. Humanities was just, like, a tell us how you feel, like, kind of class. It was stupid. Had Ron Price. Um, I'm currently writing writing a play about. (laughs) Um... Were, like, did classes with Rouse, like, lessons just, like, continue to suck? Oh, yeah. Very much so. I mean, I I tried to change teachers after my first lesson with them. That's cool. But they told me no, <laughs> that I should stick it out. And I was like, I really just don't think that this is what I want. And they were just like, just do it. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> um, so I did, and lessons with him were just, like, a combination of, like, 
me feeling like I just wanted to hit him really bad. And I like don't get that urge to hit people. But this guy was just like, he was like the reason I I hate old people categorically. He was like the, he's the, the example. No, he's not the root, but he's like the golden example of just like a selfish, stupid old person in the prestigious fucking position who like just sucks at what he does and makes a lot of money. It's crazy. Um, I didn't know he was the, the, the progenitor of it. Sean for those, he's not a pro- for those, he's not the progenitor, but he's like unaware, a good example. Sean has a very healthy distrust and hate for anyone over uh what would you say 50 40 or is your cut off it, uh, i would like to say 50 but more and more it's seeming like 40 yeah but definitely people over 50 yeah hard to hard to find hard to find good ones who aren't just completely <laughs> ass backwards going through going through life um <laughs> So you tried to switch teachers right away. He didn't let you. When did they let you finally switch? Um, after I had take said that I was going to leave. Hell yeah. <laughs> I had that talk. And um, yeah, I said that I was, they like, I was going to, I was going to drop out. This is like fast forwarding a bit to like the first semester of my second year. Where it's like, okay, I still have... I waited out the year or whatever with him. Yeah. And I still want to change. Like, let me change to anybody else. I don't give a shit. And they were all all like, all like, oh, it's like, I would love to take you, but like, you, I'm just so busy. And like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, these are nobody people. Like, Robert Beezer. Like, people like that. Like, I don't know. Just nobody's acting like they're... They're the fucking prize of your time, and I mean, so I don't know I was, anything about Robert Beezer. He, are you absolutely sure he wasn't busy? <laughs> Dude, that guy is just slimy. I don't know how else to say it. Okay, but and like hasn't actually ever written music as far as any of us know. <laughs> like, there's like one recording. Yeah, there's one recording of like two pieces. Um, and that's it. That's all anybody can find. Um, <laughs> the rest was lost. <laughs> and he's the chair of the faculty. Dude, it was when I got there. Let's uh, let's also not not forget uh, a, a in in describing some of the some of the jokes of like students that were part of this school. Uh, the kid that made himself a Wikipedia page. Uh. <laughs> Updated it frequently with Which all his... Which kid are we talking about? Pong Pong? Pong Pong. A kid named Pong Pong who would come into the library that I worked at. Checked out his own every morning that he had donated. He would, he would go and check out his score from me <laughs> so that he could go sit down in the library still. And this is an important distinction. In the library and read it. You don't need to check out a book to sit in the library and read it. You only need to check out a book if you are taking a book out of the library. Begs the question, why check out a book if you're just going to sit there and read it? He wants to make it seem like it's it's being used. (laughs) 
Uh, so this kid would come in. Somehow the library had his score. We assume his he donated it. Symphony. And he would come and check it out and sit in the library and read it. Our theory, so that it would have like a check in and out record in the library database, <laughs> which just maybe. seems like or a... Maybe he just loves looking at it. Maybe it's a big accomplishment. Does he not maybe. have a copy? <laughs> he should. Uh, it's his own goddamn piece. Yeah. Um, on his Wikipedia page, there are also about two other symphonies that he lists that he that he wrote. This is like a, what, 17-year-old, 18-year-old? When uh, we had met him, yeah. Yeah, when we met him. Has two symphonies that are listed currently as lost. Lost. On his Facebook page. No, on his Wikipedia page. Oh, sorry, Wikipedia. It doesn't fucking matter. He probably says it on his Facebook <laughs> page, too. Still mourning the loss Still of his mourning two the symphonies. loss of my second piano concerto that I wrote on fucking Sibelius when I was two. Like, did your fucking hard drive break? Yeah. Right? Like, how did you lose it? How is it lost? Did you leave it somewhere, boy. bud? <laughs> did you, like, go to the zoo and leave <laughs> your score on a bench? Like, I don't know what that means. It's 20 fucking 11 at this point in time. You yeah. don't... Who loses a symphony? I don't know. Anyways. Um, like... You gotta be counting everything if you think that like, like everybody loses everything that they did when they were a kid. <laughs> like you don't just say that it, you don't post it as something you did and then as lost. Like that, where does it end then? <laughs> like I can talk up anything I ever did if it's lost. You know, <laughs> like. His his third piano concerto that's lost that he wrote in like '93, when he when he was like zero years old, like maybe his dad did some John Cage shit and put his like birth placenta onto some fucking staff music paper and then drew it out <laughs> in lines and published it under his son's name. Like, it's lost now. Uh, yeah. So. This is just another example of the type of people that are at this school. There's also just straight up crazies that I don't even want to go into. Like, like classical music. Dangerous. Classical music um, lends itself a kind ear to the potential school shooters. <laughs> nah, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, just straight up, like some like very very autistic people are very, very good at classical music. And it's just, like, a total fact. And and then it just begs the question, like, what do we... what how do, what how What's the procedure for this? Because, like, I don't think the procedure for, like, an autistic kid being good at classical music is to, like, lift them up into the chariots of fame on classical music's back or whatever they were trying to do with a lot of these kids. Because they are kids who are in serious need of, like, some, like help and some like social guidance and some like trying to like figure out like how to exist in life which a couple of these kids just straight up couldn't like these were some not just not just like autistic kids but like autistic kids that had like a lot of anger and a lot of hate that nobody had ever helped them deal with like yep 
Because they were good at piano. So the idea was, well, if they're good at piano, they'll just get by no matter like what of the like i don't know it's hard to like call these kids out or like do anything because they i just like felt bad for them the whole time yeah um because they're just really good at piano and they just played piano their whole life and everybody told them they were great and i'm sure they had just like fucking miserable ass lives dealing with everything else but Mm -hmm. like could play piano and so they just kind of stuck to that but then you wind up in like in college at juilliard and like Having to deal with other people. Yeah, and how do you deal with people specifically who just, like, have no idea how to deal with somebody who's autistic and just, like, spend their whole time, like, making fun of this kid and just, like... Like, it's just, like, the worst situation to put an autistic kid into is just, like, a, a very competitive, very already unhealthy school environment. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So there were... And these kids, like... A kid in my year got like no a kid in your year got got suspended from school mm-hmm. for like threatening or some girl said that she felt like threatened because he was gonna skin her or something and he was like talking about all the like small animals that he skins and like that he had like killed a ton of people in 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 the military in China. Yeah, and like and then and then they they kicked him out of the school. I remember showing up and the cops were there. Like uh-huh. my freshman year, the cops were in my like dorm lobby surrounding this kid. Like eight cops and this like very like messed up autistic kid. And uh, the next year, the next year they I showed up to school and they he was back and like word on the street was that like he was so good at piano that it didn't matter any of this shit that he was saying or any of the help that he obviously needed and it just wasn't gonna the one rule was that uh that he couldn't live in the dorm anymore that he had to go out and live elsewhere in the world on his own without help uh so that he could keep coming back to juilliard and keep doing doing the lord's work on this earth of playing beethoven like what a fucking sad ass story like i don't know these kids when i was at juilliard i fucking joked all the time about these kids being like school shooters and shit like that but like holy fuck like what a fucking unbearable mess that kid must have been dealing with like the whole time there i don't know yeah somebody should have told those people like not i mean like they shouldn't be put in that situation like and like People who, like, like it's such a it's the it's such a uh, intense place, social place. Even for people that have grown up all their life, like socially, kind of like normal. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> I mean, I hated being there. And yeah, it was like I was like a. Uh, pretty well adjusted like 18 year old and i like i've almost fucking like dropped out of the place because i hated it so much like that shit was that shit was no fucking joke um yeah so like yeah tons of run-ins with these kids but like uh, that's for another podcast i guess i've already i've already feel feel too bad again too bad to like talk about the weird shit that they were doing with me because there was some weird ass shit that was going on with those kids and me but uh yeah <laughs> did 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 that uh what? We, we'll have to talk after this <laughs> uh what fucking else 
dude, I don't know. Just yeah, the from Oh, here's a here's a good Okay. So also it's good there to, are ones that you feel bad for and there are ones that you don't at the same time. <laughs> I'm not going down this route. <laughs> this is not mentally prepared to, to weave through the, the ins and outs of this discussion. But would like to say that at this point, um I don't know, it's like it's like a couple a couple months into Juilliard. And the one thing that I'm still doing is like I'm still playing piano and I'm still like going strong with that just because that's kind of my only out, I feel like. Like it's like the the classes are all shitty. Like I'm slowly realizing that I kind of hate everybody I'm in school with. Um, shit's boring. Shit feels like everybody else is bored and that I'm just like wasting like money and an education on this place. Um, but like keep playing piano. Cause like that's ultimately why I went there and my teacher's still cool and he's taking shit seriously. Like if I, I, I show up and I have legitimate questions about like, how the hell do I get my fingers to do this in this piece of like a Mozart something or a Schumann, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, very good ass question. Let's work on it. And we fucking do. And the dude's cool. Um, and is serious about his job and serious about teaching. So I keep playing. That's like my only, that's like my respite from the rest of this bullshit is that I just like go into his like studio every week and play piano. Um, but then I remember having a, uh, having a jury my first year, um, which is like basically like end of year exam time or whatever for piano players. Um, so yeah, we all show up. It's a jury, jury day, uh, jury duty day. And we all go into this room and it's, 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 11 faculty members or whatever and they're all sitting like incredibly far away and there's a piano there and what you have to do is you have to be ready to play like 40 minutes of music or something it's like any 40 minutes you bring them you bring in 40 minutes and then what they do is they wait you play like a little bit of a piece and then they just stop you and they tell you uh, to play something else now. And they go through all of your shit like this. They like listen to like two minute snippets mm-hmm. of an hour of music that you're ready to play. And then apart from that, that's all the talking that happens. Like they show you show up, you play for them. Uh, and then you just like leave the room in silence. And then everybody goes and talks about it for the rest. Of the, all the students meet up and they're like, how was your jury? What happened? Was it horrible? Oh my God, mine was so bad. Mine was so like, oh, it was so, I played terribly. Oh, this was all the worst, blah, 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 blah. I can't believe I played it like that. I'd never play it like that, but it was just so terrible. And it's just like, you walked into a room for seven old men and you played some piano and nobody said anything and then you walked out. Like that was the whole experience from start to finish. And it just felt like shit. Like it was awful. It was so much stress to like go in there and play and felt so bad about like what you played and how you played it. And nobody said a goddamn thing. And then about two months later in the mail, I got a letter that was like your jury's like results. And I opened it up and it's like six pieces of paper from the six old dudes. And they are 
making comments live while you're playing for them. And I was like, oh shit, this is my, like, this is the big moment when I get to see what they like thought of me. And like legitimately one of them just said, okay. And then they signed their name. And like, that was the entire, that was his whole participation in my like incredibly stressful, scary end of year jury where I like played the piano that had been like my one respite the entire year for all the other bullshit that I thought was like falling apart. Like this was like what I'd been working all fucking year on. And this was like the result of it was this like incredibly tense, silent situation that gets followed up two months later with a letter in the mail that says, okay. Like, that shit was nuts. Kind of appalling still to, like, remember right now. Uh, like, that, I feel like it, that might have been the first point that it, like, hit me. That, like, this just kind of straight up sucked. Like, I, I kind of could, I could kind of accept that, like, classes and, like, everything there would kind of be shitty. Like that kind of, that was what I decided like halfway through was like, uh Oh, like humanities class, a joke, music history, a joke, music theory taught by an old board composer. Doesn't care. Doesn't want to be there. Uh, fucking, I don't know what else ear training this. They're working this woman literally to death (laughs) well into the, 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 the throes of Alzheimer's. Um, but like piano, like what I went there to do, and, like, what my teacher, what my main dude, Bob, was, like, helping me do. And it was, like, the main thing. And then I went for, like, my final exam of it. And it was just, like, the biggest letdown that I've, like, ever experienced. And not even, like, a letdown, like... Like, a letdown that, like, I had to work really hard for. Right. Like, not just, like, go to music theory class and it's boring kind of a letdown, but, like a letdown of like people told me this was going to be like some huge thing for like months. And then I went and did it and it was just like the most work put in for like the lowest results of all time. I don't know. It's very true for, for composing. It's very similar. You just like make a CD or, or a USB of, the music that you've done for that year and you go like individual faculty member to individual faculty member because they can't all sit together because somebody has some beef with somebody or other whatever um did you write much music that first year oh yeah i wrote a ton of music that's like all i did that's kind of cool. In I guess. Itself. I don't know. Like, if but that's what you went there to do, it's cool that you at least did it and didn't, like, fucking just quit right away. Yeah. I mean, like... You still had, like, enough, like, flame alive in you to, like, keep burning yeah. for a little while. Against, yeah. Against being, like... I mean, like, Rouse literally once, like, just played the Reigns of Africa song, like, over and over again. What's the Reigns of the, Africa song? I felt the rains down in Africa. Okay. It's by Toto. Okay. Oh, you don't know that song? But I'm going to play it after. You do know it. Okay. Not a necessary part of the podcast. What's uh? Why did he, why did he play it for you? Because he just he thought it was nice that... 
they didn't overplay the chorus at the end. And that was like his whole point, but he played it like multiple times just because he wanted to keep listening to it. And like, that song sucks, first <laughs> off. Like, just plain out sucks. Like, how can you listen to that corny shit? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> let alone like waste my fucking time <laughs> over and over again. This and I get lesson. it. Yeah, like this was, and like for a big majority of the lesson, and he kept trying to find this other Toto song, the version of this Toto song that he liked, for like 15 minutes after that, and then came, realized that it wasn't on YouTube. And it was just like hanging out with your stupid opinionated grandpa that like <laughs> wants to show you Dude. like YouTube videos that he likes because he accidentally lived into the YouTube age. And like... <sighs> I don't know. Did and that like so- did, on top of that, like he like talked mad shit about like Schoenberg composers that I really liked. Um, what composers did you like then? Like I was really into like I don't know when I was going there. I was into like Sinakis a lot. I was into um he had st- studied with George Crumb. Rouse, it's like his one big thing. That's why I wanted to study with, like, yeah, with him, I guess. Also, I think I had found that out after, but, but um, like he would never like tell me anything about that either, like about George Crummer's music. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I was probably like a resentful little brat too, but. For juries, you have to make, like, the CD and of, of the music that he wrote. And I had written a ton, and, like, he gave me no feedback, like, every week. Nothing. Nothing. It was, like, he'd look at my music, and then he'd go on talking about whatever the fuck he was talking about before. And, like, it was, like, and, and he'd be, like, I think you need to think about pacing a little bit more. It was, like, some fortune cookie bullshit. <laughs> That was like, it was like, dude, I'm not like five years old. Like, well, I would be like, what part? Like, please, like, point it out to me. Like, like, tell me. Or he'd say shit that would just bother me. Like, it sounds really French. And he'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I'm not gonna fucking like beg you to teach me right now. Like, but like. Like it was, it was just one-off little sentences like that in between him talking about himself and what he liked, and it wasn't like I didn't feel like I had got any better or learned anything other than what Rouse liked, <laughs> which was a weird thing for me to learn because I didn't have any interest in sounding like him. Maybe like, maybe for other people, like that's that's what they wanted, you know, like. They want to sound like Rouse. They want to incorporate his sound into their sound or whatever, you know? But it was just too weird, man. It was too weird. So, do like... You think you, you think you, uh, do you think he was going to... If you'd stayed with him, he was planning to pull something where, like, at the end of the four years, you were like, you've taught me nothing. I had to do all this by myself. And then he would have been like... That yeah. was the point. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's he's probably got that he's speech prepared. That. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, that's at the end of every four years. He's he's waiting there with that one in the wings. I bet that's like an old trick. Yeah, that's some. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like you're you're a joke, dude. <laughs> like, don't pull that. 
teach me something real while you're still actually alive. <laughs> like, we spend all this time studying dead composers, like, wishing we knew what the fuck they were thinking. Like, dude, if somebody wanted to ask me a question about my music, I would go in, you know? Because it's, it's like, at least if they were, like, on that level of, of like, knowing it and wanting to talk about it and having like personally seeked me out or whatever. Yeah. But. So that's wild. Like, I don't know. I felt like I, I at least retained like some semblance of like my mind while at Juilliard my first year, just purely on the fact that like, I could still, like, talk about piano really seriously once a week with this one dude. Um, That's what hanging out with Ryan became. It was like we would just chill and actually talk about music. And we kind of felt like we were the only two people that knew what was up. Like, and, and, like, actually cared about, like, not just the really popular shit. Or shit that's gonna like get you noticed or whatever, but like what it trying to write good music, whatever that meant at like the age of 18, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, which is like an interesting thought in and of itself. Good 18 year old music, <laughs> yeah, mm, that's mm. some good 18 year old music, yeah. Um, but like, I feel like I started knitting my circle pretty close. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, and a lot of friends felt like friends by default at first that I actually grew to kind of like. Like, I don't know. Like, Charlie and Naho started to date, and Naho is roommates with Yuri Mitsuhashi, who was like hanging out with Andrew Gonzalez, like, who like was obsessed with Max. Uh, foster like like you meet a lot of people like i had never gone and like tried to make new friends that i didn't actually really like a lot yeah but i feel like i learned a lot about like accepting other people and not being so angry at people who do shit differently than me yeah by being forced to like kind of just be there you know yeah i mean not saying that those people are bad either like i'm saying like I I was not as patient of a human being going in as I think I was at the end of my first year cuz I had I had to realize that I I like needed f- friends <laughs> and wasn't just sitting better than everybody else or whatever, you know. Yeah, no, I mean become less of an asshole. A lot of a lot of realization is I feel like there was a really fine line that I had to start walking after, like, after, like, I, I did, like, a year at Juilliard, which was um, that people were just fucking garbage, but that, like, I had to still remind myself that, like, not all people were garbage, and uh, it was a lot of, um, it was a lot of trying to figure out, like, how to how to like decode which people fucking like sucked um while still keeping like an open mind for people that still might be cool that i just don't know well enough yet like it felt like a very uh 
felt like a very in, in, in like no not even a unique skill you have to develop that's just a good fucking life skill to have is to like <laughs> to know like what to what the fuck to what the fuck to do with the fact that like everybody fucking blows and uh how do you how do you navigate that shit um coolest thing i did uh freshman year freshman year piano uh uh went on a went on a fucking field trip i felt like a kindergartner i went on a field trip to the steinway piano factory in fucking steinway queens hey. and uh they showed us like literally how you build a piano and it was maybe like low-key the coolest thing i ever saw at juilliard there's this one room you have to hit the keys and like break them in and wear them down like a couple hundred thousand times before they're like Damn. before they're like good enough quote unquote to sell to people um and they showed me this fucking room where uh where you fucking it was just these soundproof plastic boxes that had like a giant like anvil that just raised up and down and landed on the keys all like 88 keys or whatever over and over and over again Holy like shit. like fucking like four times it. a second just like bop, 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 bop. and it was like the coolest noise i've ever fucking Holy heard <laughs> and they just had it there like it was like this like normal thing that just does its job and they put it in there for like four days and just have it banged on damn it was so fucking sick um yeah so that was cool shout out to all the dudes working at the steinway factory in queens um i think that was maybe like my first like glimpse of like the fucking shit that goes into actually like making all the stupid ass music that i do possible (laughs) it was like the first time i ever got like the the human side of it of just like Here's like 200 people that build fucking pianos all day. And right. then, like none of them gave a shit about like classical music or anything. Like that was all like the tour guide walking us around being like, right. Horowitz once came and played here a concert for all the workers and blah, 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 blah. And then there's just these like fucking dudes who are just like bending giant pieces of wood to form. And I was like, holy shit. Like, there's a whole other aspect to this I've just been fucking ignoring for my whole life. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. Shout out to whoever that teacher was for, like, doing the one good thing for me that freshman year. Yeah. Um, that's, that's tight. I, I want to go see that. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'll go and we'll record that sound. I think one of the other pianists who was, like, in my group... Of, of grade school field trip kids just like wanted to talk about like the different Steinways he'd played on and which ones were better and which ones were worse. Oh my God. That question of like, was it a good piano? I probably got asked that shit so many times. I like, well, Oh, did you play on the, did you play on the concert grand or on the, this grand or the, the fucking, and, like, I was so fucking sick of that question by the end of it. I was like, motherfucker, it was a goddamn piano that I played on, and it did its job. And, like, 
I am not about to stand here and like listen to you guys argue about like which pianos are up to snuff enough for your shitty little fingers to to grace with their goddamn pre. Oh my god, wanted to fucking murder people every time I heard somebody debate that shit. Ugh, made me fucking sick to my stomach. But the Fabzioli is really the or like the the nit the nitpicking of like. What is the finest recording of like all the Beethoven sonatas or something like that? Like, fucking put your time and thought into worthwhile shit. Like, people would be like arguing about that and then would like ask me what I thought. And I would be like, dude, like, it doesn't fucking matter at all. And then they would be like, oh, I bet he's a, he's a like Richter kind of guy or something. I would just be like, oh my God, I want, (laughs) like, (laughs) we're gonna, Put oh my god, <laughs> I would get like f- physically m- mad at these kids. Uh, I think it was my my ah uh, no, that was more of a sophomore year thing. A sophomore year thing, I was like sitting at at like the table in the cafeteria. Shout out to the Juilliard cafeteria. Um, I was sitting there, and uh, two other two other pianists in my year were sitting like at a different table. And somebody was talking to me. It might have even been you or someone. And I was just, like, listening to them talk about just some fucking inane, like, misogynistic bullshit. Also, fucking, like, that's a whole thing in classical music, too, is that it's, like, historically just, like, the most male-dominated shit. And you can, like... Like, there's there's women who, like, perform and compose now, yes, but, like, still just completely omnipresent is this, like, male dominance about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Call me maestro daddy. <laughs> I just remember sitting there, like, I think I was trying to listen to, like, what you were saying or what, like, Eric was saying or something, but I was just, like, hearing these kids, like, a table over. And I was, like, just legitimately fantasizing, like, picking up my chair, like, standing up casually, like, grabbing both edges of my chair (laughs) and then just, like, running over there and just fucking dropping it on one of their fucking heads and then, like, running off and, like, (laughs) trying to see how quickly I could get back to Minnesota before, like, (laughs) the authorities would be called. Uh, I was somewhere in in my, uh, my last chunk of time at Juilliard. Yeah, bad, bad times. I don't know. Bad, bad place. So I guess, yeah, just to. uh, Well, it doesn't really seem like with you that like. Like it didn't live up to some sort of like expectation. Like, it just sounded, like, shitty from the start, but that that's kind of what you kind of figured it might be. Yeah, I think... Maybe it's just not there today. Maybe I have to dig back further to figure out what if I ever even expected anything of that place. I feel like I must have. It almost seems, like, bad to, like, go back and try to remember what, like, you were hoping would be good about it. Right. Because, like, that's just, like, the antithesis of what it was. <laughs> I think I thought I would get some answers 
to some questions about modern music or whatever, and I realized right away that Juilliard was not the place that I should have gone to do that because there were no classes or anything on on music from, like, anywhere near the present time. E- except the music being made by the composers there. Yeah. Which was, like, really weird and not... I didn't like it at all. Like, I didn't like anybody's shit. It was all... I, I thought... Like, it sounded like everybody, except for Ryan and a couple of other people wanted to just be like film score people. Like they wanted to break, which I wasn't ready to try to do. I, I was, I was just trying to write like atonal music and like had gotten in writing atonal music and then was the only person there that was writing atonal music, which what is very of, strange. What kind of, I don't know. What do you mean when you were looking for like answers or something? Like, I mean, like vaguely, what were you hoping for? Like how to like atonal meaning like very specifically like post World War like I don't know. Are you writing like Schoenbergy stuff? Or are you writing like it was like Elliot Cartery kind okay. of shit? Um, like. And I I loved that, but there was nobody at Juilliard that was about that. Yeah, well, like shit like, kind of like was out of style. But like the shit that was in style at Juilliard was even more out of style, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I at least like I wasn't interested in writing that forever, I guess. But like I wanted to know more about that, and it was like, and that music was made in New York. A lot of it, like Milton Babbitt, Charles Warren. You know, um, fucking people like that. It's yeah. all it's it's all here. <laughs> we should have gone to Columbia if I wanted to know about that stuff. Um, now Shout I don't give Columbia. a shit about that shit. <laughs> didn't, but didn't. I did at that time, and I don't know. It it was just. I just felt over like it was overwhelmingly corny. I remember thinking that all the time. That it was just like some some summer camp that everybody loved being at, but they were all way too old to be acting. Did like you get the like a friendly? I'm surprised you're talking about this like friendly like vo- like the first year maybe because everybody was like really hyped up and yeah. being there. But like by my fourth year there, like people would like we would like make eye contact and then the like common courtesy was both to just like look at the floor and like walk by each other in like harmonious silence. Like that's that's different though. Yeah. No, I mean, but like my first year, so you're specifically talking about like that, like first kind of excitement of being there. Everybody wants to get together and be friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean that shit's garbage. And like, takes like i feel like a solid year or two to like get rid of all that and kind of figure out what you're actually doing there and who you actually like being around um yeah i don't know trying to think if there are any other uh any other good stories i feel like there aren't Best days of best days of freshman year were uh, 
just fucking realizing that I could skip the fuck out of like history class <laughs> and just fucking go do anything else. Um, I don't think it really had uh, had like set in though. Like, I guess what I wanted to what I wanted to get at. I keep trying to like wrap this up. Was like, uh, how how like long did it take for like the realization to hit that this was like a mistake? Because that with me took a little while. I was kind of like unwilling to just. I mean, like I was I was like crippled in like self doubt that like this was a good idea or whatever. But I was like still pretty like firmly like nah. But like. I'm here. I'm gonna do this. This is like we're gonna we we out here. <laughs> I'm already fucking in New York. You gonna stay? Already, oh my god, you gonna stay? That should be our. Oh my god, that would be a good a good uh, little podcast image for this one. Um, <laughs> shout out to you gonna stay. You uh, gonna stay? Yeah. No, it was like it was like I was I was already here. I might as well like keep doing this. Like maybe something good will like come of this and maybe this will be like a good idea eventually or something. Um, and, uh, yeah, that started to, uh, that started to change right around. Um, fuck. I don't know. Like, I think I started like my second year and just legitimately started to like be kind of, scared because <laughs> i was just like oh fuck like nothing's getting better in fact like things are are getting getting like noticeably worse <laughs> like every <laughs> month that i'm here every new class that i take is somehow like more bad than i could have imagined it being <laughs> um yeah like shit was shit was scarily scarily starting to kind of freak me out but i don't think that actually set in until like until i was pretty deep into like my second year there yeah um yeah i don't know did you did you like know right away was there like any upside that you like were staying for i'm thinking it of it like as specifically a mistake i feel like by my sophomore year yeah. I had made enough friends in the city like like you and like some of my friends from from uh back in high school were now going to the new school. Yeah. And I met people through there. So I was like glad to be in New York cuz New York still seemed cooler. Yeah than then going back home but i was uh, yeah i just like was like done with juilliard i think and was just like not trying to go back and took a i i was gonna drop out but then they said that i should just take a semester off or that they would put it down in the books as a quote-unquote semester off or whatever yeah in case i wanted to come back which i was like fine okay like like yeah, wait. I think my my parents were really just about it being like a semester off, but I was just like not I was thinking to myself that I wasn't going to go back. Yeah. You know. That was sophomore year? That was like first semester sophomore year, right? Second semester of sophomore year. Okay. Oh yeah, cuz we hung out your first semester. That's when I 
Yeah. So my lovely face got into the picture. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. What yeah. about, wait, uh, last, last thing about um, New York. Because I feel like that's kind of changed too. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like living in New York has taken a lot of turns but like definitely my like freshman year at juilliard um new york was like my like only thing that was kind of i mean other than like the piano like there would be nights where i would just like smoke a bowl and then just like put on like headphones dude i think it was in my like pink floyd stoner phase and i would put on like pink floyd and then i would just walk around the city for like two hours just going yeah. fucking nowhere. Like, go and just, like, see how far, like, I could walk in a certain direction or whatever. Mm-hmm. That shit was still cool. Yeah. That shit made me feel really good. Same. Same. I, I liked New York still at that point. <laughs> um, you did... I remember liking that, though. Like, I, when I met yeah, you... I met used you, to walk a ton. I met you, and that was, like, one of the first things we were talking about was just, like, oh, you pointlessly walk around with no purpose, too, because <laughs> you fucking hate it here, too, and that's what people who hate shit do. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was cool. I remember I remember thinking you were, you were all right, because you also liked to just do nothing with your time <laughs> when you were stressed out. Yeah. Uh, That's me. Worried. Um, cool. Seems like a good place to stop when we started hanging out. Yeah. Um, There's also feel like, like it's so ha- many stories inside of all this, too. Yeah. I feel like... It's also... Yeah, no, what are you saying? Uh, it's just like... A crazy feat to try to think about getting all of it out. Yeah. You know, I feel like if any, if we remember something, we can just. I was also going to say that it's hard to like, I don't know. I was thinking about doing this as like a, try to keep, give it like a little bit of structure, just like chronologically. But Mm -hmm. like, it's like nearly impossible to talk about Juilliard without just like launching into like what a shitty institution it is which was not on my mind freshman right. year like i felt like something was up with me like that i was just like depressed and like didn't like where i was and like wasn't didn't have like good friends yeah. just like blah 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 typical college kids kind of stuff um and it didn't like really hit me at that point that like it was somebody else's fault i mean i'm sure it was mostly my fault too but like but uh no bad place bad vibes bad like everything so it's like hard to like try to disassociate those two things and like talk about how i was feeling like that year specifically because it's just like so apparent now (laughs) like why (laughs) everything was so shit yeah uh yeah i don't know whatever